Watch podcast. I'm Aaron Berger, a Nebraska Extension Beef Educator. For today's Beef Watch podcast, we will be discussing an article from the January issue of the Beef Watch newsletter titled The Livestock Indemnity Program Year-End Updates. This article is a summary of the December 10th, 2020 Cornhusker Economics article titled The Livestock Indemnity Program, A Case for Managing Risk with Good Record Keeping. To discuss today's topic, I'm joined today by Dr. Jay Parsons, who's a University of Nebraska Farm and Ranch Management Specialist. Thanks for joining me today. Thanks for having me on, Aaron. Well, the Livestock Indemnity Program is one where producers can get compensated for excessive death loss to any, many different kinds of livestock. We're going to talk about cattle in particular today, but share a little more about what the Livestock Indemnity Program is, how it works, and what are some things that producers who want to be eligible for the program need to know and understand to be able to participate? Yeah, it, it's a part of our federal disaster program. So it's managed by the uh, Farm Service Agency, uh, which is where, uh, you know, most of the farm programs are, are managed out of. Um, and it's meant to compensate uh, livestock producers for excessive losses due to primarily adverse weather events. Um, now, it can be a predator loss and, and other things that can come into play. Uh, but for the most part, in, in cattle in particular, it's usually adverse weather. So that would be extreme cold, uh, a large blizzard where it's wet and cold, which is, of course can be deadly. And then even during the summer when we have extreme heat events uh, and feedlots in, in particular uh, might lose a lot of animals. So it's based off of the fact that you've lost more than what you would expect. Um, so of course, the, a big part of that is understanding what your inventory is and then uh, what you lost uh, due to that adverse weather event itself. So for producers who are thinking about utilizing this, share with us what are some of the expected or normal loss rates? And then what are some things they need to have in place in terms of record keeping to be able to document if they've exceeded these normal loss rates? Okay, and the normal loss rates are, are uh, set by each state. Uh, so Nebraska has its rates and, and neighboring states and other states would have their own rates. And those are state uh, um, FSA offices that set those, but they do that in consultation with extension and other experts in the state. So in Nebraska, uh, the adult uh, cows and bulls, uh, what they uh, have as a normal annual death loss would be 1.5%. And then for the non-adult animals, it ranges from 1% uh, per year for animals over 800 pounds on down to um, animals less than 250 pounds, which uh, it goes up to a 4% death loss. And it's important for producers that have used this program in the past to understand that those, uh, particularly for animals less than 400 pounds, that was adjusted just this last year in 2020 is the first year these new rates are in effect because it used to be uh, for all calves less than 400 pounds, 5% was the normal annual death loss. Now it's either 3% if it's uh, 250 to 400 pounds and if it's below 400 pounds, it's 4% is normal. Uh, so what that means is, is that those are what they would expect to um, die in a, in a normal annual year. If you suffer losses that exceed that, it's the amount that you exceed that, that you uh, could be eligible for getting paid on based on that adverse event occurring. So let's say I'm a cow-calf producer and I start calving the 20th of February and we have a major blizzard uh, March 1st and I you know, maybe I'm calving 300 cows and half of my cows have calved by the 1st of March or 10th of March and I lose 10% of my calves in that blizzard. 
what do I need to have in place in order to be considered to be eligible to get paid for those excessive losses? That's a really good question, Aaron, and it can get really complicated in terms of actually uh, figuring things out. But the first thing to understand is that if there is an adverse weather event, to go ahead and file a notice of loss with your local FSA office, which is basically saying that you were affected by that event. And the events will be classified as, as meeting the requirement of being an adverse event or not based off of what your county FSA uh, committee decides on whether it, it qualifies. But you need to notify that you did lose those animals. So you need to have dates that you lost them, with it, what the type of the animal, you know, what it is, and then, um, you know, where it was located and so on. And then you also need, of course, your inventory that it's based off of, because all of this is off of percentages. So, you know, if you lost 10%, they need to know that that's based off of the fact that you had 100 head or 200 head or whatever, because um, they're going to know what the normal death loss is. And let's just say it's, uh, you know, a small calf and the normal is 4%. They're going to do that based off of the number of head that you lost above what they consider to be normal at that time. So, so if you're partway through calving, it's important to know how many calves you have on the ground when the storm hit so that you're your losses can be based off of that number and not your total number of cows that you expect to calve eventually. So that's one of the nuances of it is to understand what you had there when the event hit and how many you actually lost. That percentage can be calculated accurately for you. The other thing that you mentioned in this article that I think is kind of important is it's not just that event, but because that event probably had an impact on the health of those calves potentially for the next 30 days, Maybe calves that get sick or, or die later after that event are still eligible as well. Is that correct? That's correct. And, and uh, in some cases, you need to have the veterinarian certify that, you know, they, they died, you know, for lingering health effects from the, from the blizzard or whatever the event might be. Um, yeah, anything up, you know, out 30 days past that event that got sick because of that event, um, some disease uh, losses are also payable on this. Again, you'd want to have a veterinarian to help you with that documentation uh, and whatnot. And then I always emphasize to people that, you know, this is just another uh, situation where it, it just becomes very clear that you need to be really good with your inventory records, not just knowing that you have around 400 head, but knowing what you have and when they arrived and when they left, whether they left alive or dead and why they died if they did. Um, if you get in the habit of keeping those records, then then you're going to be in good shape to uh, take a, uh, advantage of this program being in place, which you hope you don't have to. But if you have an adverse event, you'll be in better shape to take advantage of these types of programs where you can document and you can say, I had this many head and this many died in this blizzard. And uh, and they we can accurately calculate uh, what it is that you lost because of that event. So as you talk about records, Jay, would these be individual cow records? How, what are the documentation, I guess a little more specifically, you mentioned inventory. How are those verified and, and what do you need to make sure that, that you've got in place to make sure that you're in compliance and have the documentation you need? If you go online to the USDA website and look under the disaster program fact sheet on there, that'll provide a, a long list of things you can provide to document stuff. But the main thing is, is that, that you you know, you keep good, accurate records in terms of the numbers that you have, but say, for example, uh, during cabin season, you know, most people are going to tag their calves or something like that when they're bored, you know, just keeping that count of what you have. And if, if you lose a calf, uh, this day and age, a lot of people have their cell phones and whatnot. 
you know, snap a picture of it with its tag or whatever, say you have a record of a time and a place, um, in particular, the, the timing of that of that loss and a picture of what happened and, and make a note to yourself what happened. Those are the type of records that you can take in and, and say, look, you know, we had, I lost five head in, in this uh, storm and here's the five I lost and they were obviously born on these dates or whatever. Um, that type of stuff will back it up. Now, you, a lot of people think that you have to have very detailed records, but what most of the time what I hear of, of issues is that people just don't have the right records and particularly the date in, of that the animal died and, you know, just accurate count on what they had when the storm hit. Anything else, Dr. Parsons, that you think would be important for producers to know and understand about this? Well, one of the things that I hear, and this is, pertains in particular to uh, adult animals, because we, we tend to have a, a solid number, say, say we have a three or 400 or 800 cows in our in a herd throughout the year. Um, but also even with calves, if, if you have a storm or something happen after all the calves are on the ground, it's also important to document any normal death losses throughout the year. Um, Cause you do have the adverse weather event or adverse event that is counted, but other normal death losses uh, can also be counted in terms of, of counting towards that normal number. So, so if you end up with another 1% normal death loss, keep in mind that that's 1% more that you could get paid for from the storm if you have all of that documented you know, throughout the year. You have to file for your final payment within 60 days after the end of the year. So, that, so for 2020, that will be March 1 of 2021. Um, but if you have good records throughout the whole year, you had an adverse event, maybe you've already been paid on that adverse event, and then you've had some other normal death losses throughout the year, you want to double check and see if uh, perhaps that doesn't change the number of head you can get paid on. Um, and you, again, you have until March 1st to file um, that uh, final payment uh, application. Thanks again for joining me today, Dr. Parsons. Thanks for having me, Aaron. I hope this information is useful for people. I know a lot of people don't like the bad weather events, but at least it's more uh, tolerable if you can get paid for some of those losses. Well, for more information on the content that was discussed in today's Beef Watch podcast, I'd encourage you to visit the beef.unl.ed website. Again, the title of the article, The Livestock Indemnity Program, Year-End Updates.